everyone, and welcome to another edition of Flicks and Football. As always, I am your host, Tony Farinella, and on this Friday episode, hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving and enjoyed the football games, we are going to be discussing an upcoming Sunday night football battle between the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Packers and Vikings has definitely gotten more intense since Mike Zimmer became the head coach. A lot of people go back and forth, and they argue over who is the bigger rival to the Green Bay Packers. Is it the Minnesota Vikings, or is it the Chicago Bears? For me personally, it will always be the Chicago Bears, probably because I live in Illinois, and I have to deal with Bear fans all the time, and I take a lot of gruff and a lot of heat for that. But I know other Packer fans feel differently, and they really, really despise Minnesota. A lot of that goes back to uh, Brett Favre playing for the Vikings at one point. I think that really took the rivalry up a notch. Uh, Randy Moss, the 2004 uh, playoff game where he mooned the Lambeau Field crowd. So there's always been a lot of animosity between these two teams. And then, of course, last year it got ramped up even further with Anthony Barr injuring Aaron Rodgers on a play that many people, uh, myself included, consider a unnecessary play. Now, the NFL called it legal, and now this year they're calling it illegal to land with the body weight, uh, the whole roughing the passer call. Uh, first couple weeks, the Packers really uh, struggled with it and paid the price. As a matter of fact, it, it cost the Packers the game against uh, Minnesota at Lambeau Field when um, Clay Matthews was called for roughing the passer, even though he didn't sack Kirk Cousins. They felt he landed on him in a way or put him to the ground in a way that was considered a penalty, which wiped out a, a uh, Jair Alexander interception, which would have ended the game. And then, as our defensive coordinator, Mike Pettin, pointed out, that uh, the Packer defense did not react uh, properly afterwards and ended up um, Minnesota tied it, even though they were down eight. They got the touchdown, the two-point conversion. And then we had a chance again for Mason Crosby to kick a game-winning field goal before the end of the fourth quarter. He unfortunately... Just missed it. He had made the original kick, but Zimmer called the timeout, iced him, and he missed the second one. And then from there, uh, Daniel Carlson, the former Vikings kicker who is now a member of the Oakland Raiders and actually kicked a game winner last week against the Arizona Cardinals, missed a kick, uh, two kicks in overtime, as a matter of fact. And I, and I believe he missed a kick as well in the game. And that was a huge game for Green Bay. That tie really could hurt them. And it was a game that, you know, once again, much like 2012 with the replacement with the replacement referees, seems like Green Bay is getting the short end of the stick, and they have to be the team that sort of takes it on the chin for the rest of the NFL, which is unfortunate, and it, it shouldn't be like that. But that's, that's, that's the way it's been lately in 2012 and 2018. So that game was a tie. Uh, Minnesota is coming off a 
pretty brutal loss to, to the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football. They did not have Anthony Barr, and a lot of people, myself included, think as much as I despise the guy and don't appreciate the way he plays football, he is a difference maker. It looks like he's going to be back on track to play Sunday night. The game will be at Minnesota, where in their new stadium, U.S. Bank Stadium, Green Bay has not had too much success. They hadn't had any success, as a matter of fact. They opened the 2016 season for Minnesota in Week 2 there and lost 17-14. to 14. 2017, Rodgers broke his collarbone. Brett Hundley came in. He was unable to win the game. So they are 0-2 at U.S. Bank Stadium. They're hoping to to uh, buck that trend and get a big win here, which would really, really help them out a lot. Um, it would have them at 5-5-1, five, five and one, so they would own the tiebreaker over Minnesota. And kind of if it's looking a lot like it's going to need to be a run-the-table 2.0 in 2018, which I personally would love to see. Because after this game, the schedule gets relatively easier. Um, home games against Arizona. Home game against Atlanta. Although Atlanta's one of those tricky teams that, even though their record is 4-6, and six, anytime you have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, they're going to be tough. But you would think at Lambeau Field, they should win that game. They have the Lions at home in the final week of the season. Lions usually don't have too much success at, at Lambeau Field. I, I don't have the statistic off the top of my head, but I know for the longest time, 20-something years, they hadn't won a game at Lambeau Field until they won in 2015. And then they also won in 2017 with Hundley on Monday Night Football. Who knows where they'll be at that point in the season. That'll be the Week 17 game. And then they have two other road games at Chicago and at the Jets. The Jets don't seem to be firing on, on all cylinders at the moment. And the Bears, even though the Packers seem to have their number, I still, you know, people are going to say I'm biased because of my location and because of the fact that I despise the Bears more than any other team in the National Football League. It goes Chicago Bears number one, Vikings number two, Seahawks three. So people are going to say, hey, you're biased, but I'm still not convinced. I think Minnesota is maybe not the same team they were last year, although they could show up on Sunday night and have a monster game. And if that happens, I would not be surprised, especially with a lot of the injuries that Green Bay is battling through. Um, as of the recording of this podcast, we're not entirely sure as to who will be playing on defense and Thieland. You have to tip your cap to him. He's a tremendous football player. Stefan Diggs, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Delvin Cook has had some injuries and hasn't really gotten off the ground. Plus, uh, Green Bay is going to be uh, without Mike Daniels. On the offensive side of the ball, Green Bay has called up Jake Kumaro. Jake Kumaro, pardon me. Who Rodgers has been uh, very high on and someone that he's was rooting for uh, visibly in a preseason game, he unfortunately hurt his shoulder diving into the end zone. And he's someone that Rodgers really seems to click with. And with Geronimo Elson, now it's official. He'll be out for the year because the Packers have used their two RI-designated spots on Kumaro and return man Trevor Davis, who made a big 
impact in the Thursday night game against Seattle. So that's the receivers they have. Um, they might want to add a defensive lineman. You know, again, uh, I'm, I, I must be transparent. I am recording this on a Wednesday, so I'm just going off that information because tomorrow is going to be Thanksgiving, so I am recording this a little bit earlier so I can relax and enjoy the holiday. I know, uh, th th you know, again, the injury situation is muddled, and as at the time of this recording, I don't have all the facts in front of me, unfortunately, because even Mike McCarthy said at today's press conference it will be figured out later on throughout the week, mostly on Friday. So for future podcasts, it won't be like this, but because of the holiday, I'm recording on a Wednesday as opposed to Friday, which... This is going to be posted on Friday, but it's airing Wednesday. But I'm po but I'm recording it Wednesday. Pardon me. Um, I'm going to do a uh, breakdown of um, of the positions and see who has the advantage and who doesn't um, in this game between the Packers and the Vikings again Sunday Night Football. This will be the Packers' third Sunday Night game. They won their opener in historic fashion against the Bears, being down twenty to nothing at Lambeau. Their second one, they lost to the New England Patriots, 31-17. The Aaron Jones fumble in the fourth quarter was the turning point. So this will be their third, probably final, I would imagine. I, I don't know if teams can even get a fourth Sunday night game. I don't think so. Plus, they've played on Thursday night and Monday night, so they, so they will have had six primetime games. Uh, we have NFL Sunday ticket. We've only needed to use it once this year, and that was for the uh, Buffalo Bills game because the Bears were playing the Buccaneers at the same time. Probably have to use it more in December, and I just want Green Bay to be playing meaningful football. That would make me very happy to see Green Bay playing meaningful football in in December. To get And that's why that Seattle loss really stung and really made me angry because at 5-4-1, this is a different outlook. Because Minnesota's 5-4-1, and, and I'm not sure how that tiebreaker would have uh, broken down if both teams were 5-4-1. and one. I think Green Bay might have had the edge and been in, in that sixth playoff spot. As it stands now, they're in the ninth playoff spot. And of course, as we all know, only six teams get into the playoffs. And there's still six games left to play, but this is going to sound so simplified, but they just need to win this game. Rodgers has talked about a galvanizing moment, and there's no time like this Sunday night to get that galvanizing moment. To beat Minnesota, a team that they have struggles with ever since uh, Zimmer took over. He's His first year in 2014, um, the Packers swept them, but they didn't really have a quarterback then. Uh, Minnesota, they were going through Bridgewater, Ponder. 2015, they won the division the last week, in Week 17, at Lambeau Field, 2016, uh, Green Bay split the series with them. And then to, uh, uh, last year, uh, the Vikings swept the Packers. So, essentially, um, we swept them, they swept us, and we, and we split with them twice and a tie. And Zimmer always seems to, going back to his days as the Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator, he has always seemed to have the number of Aaron Rodgers. Even though Rodgers has had some success, seems like it comes very difficultly against Mike Zimmer. 
Now, going back to, to the positional battles that I was talking to you about. Quarterback, Aaron Rodgers versus Kirk Cousins. Now, a lot of people have various opinions on Kirk uh, Cousins. Um, I don't believe he was worth the contract that he received, which was, which was three years, $84 million guaranteed. But I know that quarterback contracts right now are absolutely insane and out of this world, and Minnesota thought he would be the one to put them over the top. They liked what they saw from Kirk. Ah, pardon me. They liked what they saw from Case Keenum, but they liked a little bit more what they saw, or saw more potentially uh, Kirk Cousins. What he did on Sunday night. Now, granted, the Bears' defense is a good defense. I'm still not sold on the team as a whole. I still think there's some holes on defense, even though it is a really good defense. And I think there's holes on offense, especially at the quarterback position. I know that Mitchell Trubisky is not playing on the Thanksgiving game. I don't know who won that game, because again, I'm recording on Wednesday. But you have to go with Rodgers. He's won a Super Bowl, two MVPs. It's Rodgers, I wouldn't say by a landslide, but by a pretty significant amount over uh, Kirk Cousins. Running back, Aaron Jones. I would give Aaron Jones over, uh, over Delvin Cook right now. Cook has a lot of potential, but he needs to stay healthy for Aaron Jones. It's just a matter of whether Mike McCarthy gives him the carries or not. If he gives him the carries, it's a different story. If he doesn't give him the carries, then it seems like the offense struggles. There's been st- stats that prove when the Packers give the ball to Aaron Jones, they put up more points, they're more efficient, play action, everything works out. So Aaron Jones, slightly over Dalvin Cook. Wide receivers, as of this moment, you have to give it to Minnesota. Uh, Randall Cobb, he's missed five out of the Packers' ten games. His his really only good game was the game against uh, the Bears in the opener. Other than that, Cobb has been, that's all he's really done, has been, has been week one. And that's been a huge disappointment for someone you're paying over $10 million. And Thielen is very underrated, although I think more people are starting to know him now. Stephon Diggs is very crafty and very shifty and very fast. Uh, Devontae Adams, I I would take Adams over Diggs and over Thielen, but as a whole, you know, Green Bay's got rookies. They have Equiminius St. Brown. They have Marquez Valdez-Scantling. There isn't a lot of uh, receiver depth there. Uh, Jay Kumaro, I don't know if you could just throw him out there and expect him to produce right away. It would be nice to see that, but it it really is a shame that Geronimo Allison is out for the year. He got off to such a great start in, in the game against Chicago, the game against Washington, and he even had a blocked punt in the Minnesota game. Just a shame that his injury was as severe as it was, and it's hindered the team that degree. Uh, Green Bay still has seen next to nothing out of Jamon Moore, who who was actually a higher draft pick than St. Brown and Marquez Valdez-Gantling. So, uh, Trevor Davis, he's mostly used on returns. So, you know, Green Bay is, they don't have the Nelson, Adams, Cobb, you know, tandem. You know, Cobb whether he plays or not, will be determined. And if he plays, who knows how, how effective he's going to be. Uh, tight end, Jimmy Graham, 
with a broken thumb is going to try to play through it. There have been rumors as, as to whether it's broken or not. I mean, everybody likes to play medical doctor on internet and give out on the internet and give injury reports. But I would give uh, you know a slight edge to Kyle Rudolph over. I mean, if uh, Graham was healthy, I would say Jimmy Graham. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, I really thought we'd see a lot more out of him this year. He's I think he has one one or two catches on the season. He has not done a whole lot. Uh, Kendricks is, you know, he's just a guy right now. Uh, Robert Tanyan, we'll, we'll see more of him. He had that great 50-plus yard uh, touchdown on the scramble drill in the Seattle game. Maybe he'll produce some more. Offensive line, uh, Minnesota's right now is a total mess. Green Bay's is healthy, so Green Bay gets the knock on the gets the edge on the offensive line, defensive line, easy one. Minnesota linebackers, Minnesota safeties, Minnesota corners, Minnesota. So if special teams, mm, boy, I call that one a tie. I I can't really. You know, Minnesota's had their struggles. Uh, Green Bay has definitely had their struggles. So special teams is a tie. So if you're looking at everything, I'm leaning more towards the Green Bay offense is superior slightly to the Minnesota offense, while the Minnesota defense is light years ahead of the Green Bay defense under first-year coordinator Mike Pettin. Special teams, again, which can sometimes be a deciding factor. I've got that as a tie. Coaching, I'm, as of this moment, and I'm not, I'm not talking about their whole coaching history, as of this moment, Mike Zimmer. You have to believe he's furious, angry, pissed off, whatever adjective you want to throw out there after what his team showed in primetime against the Bears. And he's going to be looking for some measure of revenge and for some redemption for his guys going into the game against the Packers. And I don't have a good feeling about this game, guys. I really want to believe, I really want to think that Green Bay can turn it around, run the table, and I, and I believe that if they win this game, this would be a huge confidence booster. Huge. And it could do wonders for their season. You know, again... Rodgers has talked about that galvanizing moment. And if they can get that galvanizing moment against Minnesota, a, a hated rival on the road, proved they could win a road game in a tough, loud environment, I think it would do wonders for their confidence. But until I can see Green Bay win on the road, I just can't pick them to win on the road. I've always been a firm believer of until you show me you can do something, I don't believe you can do it. I'm a results guy. You know, stats are nice and all, but to me, it comes down to execution and winning. And if that doesn't happen, I mean, it's great that Green Bay was close against the Rams, except for the time Montgomery fumble. It's great that they were tied with uh, New England at New England. It's great that they almost won in Seattle. But those are three games that you would like to at least win two out of those three. It just makes your life so much easier, and Green Bay has not done themselves any favors this year with the way they have performed. They have been their own worst enemy, like, like the song from Lit. They have truly been their own worst enemy, and they have created all the problems that they're having right now, 
And if they don't make the playoffs, which is a high possibility, they have no one to blame but themselves. So if I have to give a score, I would say Minnesota 31, Green Bay 24. I don't like to say it, but I'd be happy to be wrong. I'd be very, very happy to be wrong about this prediction. It would make me very happy to see Green Bay go into Minnesota and win. It would, you know, Green Bay fans, we're not feeling good about this season. There's been 10 games. We've won four of them, lost five, and tied. It's been a very frustrating, one of the more frustrating seasons. Even more frustrating in 2016 when they lost 14 in a row because there's nothing worse than getting close and then losing. And when you have games won and you just can't wrap them up, you can't put their foot on their throats. And, uh, you know, of course, there's been a lot of questions about Mike McCarthy's job future, and he has stated publicly that he is just focused on this season. And he wants to see what they can do for the rest of this season. And I don't know if you could put all this on McCarthy. I mean, you can for him in the Seattle game, punting on fourth and two, that's a bad call. Not challenging the catch, that's a bad call. The St. Louis game, I don't know if you can get mad at him for what happened in in, in the, uh, the... Am I saying St. Louis? Los Angeles. I still got to get that it's the Los Angeles Rams. I got to keep, keep remembering that it's the Los Angeles Rams. That's... That game, they instructed Ty Montgomery not to come out of the end zone. Now, that's not to say Rodgers would have led a comeback, but there's a high possibility he would have. I mean, he didn't lead a come. He didn't lead. Didn't lead a comeback in Seattle. He missed on third and two to to uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, a throw that that he says he makes ninety nine times out of a hundred. But for some reason, he said the ball stuck to his hand. He seems frustrated. I don't know if he's frustrated at himself if the injury is still affecting him, but. He's not playing like the Rodgers that we've come to expect and see. But again, going back to history, history is important too. I like to look at facts and what, you know, as I know it's been said a lot of times by a lot of reporters, but as Bill Parcells said, your record is, you are, you are what your record says you are. And Green Bay is a below 500 team. And they should not be with Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback. Yes, the schedule's been difficult, Four, I mean, I don't know if you could pick four tougher teams or four tougher places to play than New England, Los Angeles, Minnesota, and Seattle. However, that's the way the cookies crumbled. They're going to have ten days of rest coming into this where Minnesota's coming off a Monday night game. Pardon me, Sunday night game. They might be a little bit tired. They might be a little worn out. You have to just finish. Because I've seen three-quarters of good Green Bay football. I need to see it in the fourth quarter. Crunch time. That's when it matters. Because they would say, start fast, finish strong. And Green Bay, to Mike McCarthy's credit, has started games very quickly with the exception of Chicago, which they won, Washington, which they didn't, and Detroit, which they didn't. Those Washington and, and Detroit losses are looking very bad right now. And again, Green Bay hasn't done themselves any favors. The, the schedule makers haven't done them any favors. And they've just also just played teams at the wrong time. A lot of times in the NFL, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. And they've played teams when they haven't... When, 
I guess what I'm saying is they've played teams at times when a team is at full strength, where other teams have played that team when they're missing a starting quarterback or things aren't in their favor, and the four Green Bay wins really are not that impressive if you think about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. What Aaron Rodgers did in Chicago, I'll never forget. That was an epic, even better than fourth and eight. 20 points down in in the second half to come back and win that one 24-23. That's incredible. There's no disputing that comeback was the greatest comeback in one of the greatest games I've ever seen in my entire life. No joke, no hyperbole. That was phenomenal. However, the fact that they had to come from behind that much, even though it's an impressive win, and they did get it done in the fourth quarter in that game, it's you can't live that way in the NFL. You can't live where you have to come back from 20 points. It's just not a recipe that's going to... It's going to be draining, because those wins, as rewarding as they are, they drain the heck out of you, and they beat you up, and they wear you out, and it's good to get fourth quarter wins in, in you know, games like that, but it's not a, not a way that's going to get you, you know, going every single week. You know, eventually, those type of comebacks are just, you're going to run out of them. It's just not a sustainable life for an NFL team in the NFL. Just... You can't continue to win those kind of games. It's just it, it's too taxing. The, the Buffalo game they played rookie Josh Allen from Buffalo, and you know Petten just feasted on a rookie quarterback. The offense didn't do much, and of course, you know that's where Rodgers first has concerns about the offense, which have proven to be true. But then again, he's been part of the problem too, and he has he has taken the blame, which you have to respect him for that. The San Francisco game, Green Bay, you know, again, needed another miracle from Rodgers in a game that should not have been anywhere near as close as it was. It shouldn't have taken a last-second Mason Crosby field goal to win that game, but that's what it took to beat San Francisco. And then uh, home against uh, Miami, Osweiler, you know, he's been on three different teams, Denver, Houston, Miami, He's, he's not a world beater, so, you know, again, they're really, even though it was nice to get a big 31-12 to 12 win, it was nice to beat uh, Buffalo 22 and nothing and get a shutout, you have to look at the quality of the opponents. And Green Bay has proven that they could beat anyone, but they could also lose to anyone. And that's tough. That's a tough way to live in the NFL when you're, it just shows that some something's not clicking, and you would think after 10 games they would have figured it out. I, I really thought after the bye week they were going to come out strong, and they were going, and they did. They should have at least had an opportunity for Rodgers to beat the Rams, although if you look at that game, they were up by a point and had the ball, and they, and they didn't finish it off. And you have to, that's the thing. Green Bay has to learn how to finish games, close games out. You know, Rodgers keeps talking about this galvanizing moment. I hope it happens Sunday. I don't want to be... I mean, I'm going to watch every Green Bay game. I have, I've... The last time I missed a Green Bay Packer game was Monday Night Football against the Bears in the Super Bowl season. And that's back when I was working for Blockbuster, which is no longer around. May they rest in peace. Although, although there's one Blockbuster store. And I listened to it on the radio, and it was so frustrating. That was the last Packer game I missed. 
I do, do not miss Green Bay games. Even last year with Hundley playing, I watched every single Packer game. So that shows you that in eight years, nine years, whatever you want to call it, the last game that I missed was back when Blockbuster was open. And I was working at Blockbuster. That shows you, just to give you a little insight into my dedication for the Packers, I, I, I don't miss games, I don't turn games off, I watch till the brutal end. And some, some endings are pretty brutal. But that was the last game I missed. I believe it was September 27th or 8th. Yeah, that was the last game I missed. And, it, and I just remember thinking, man... This team is toast, and they turned out to win the Super Bowl. Not saying Green Bay can do it this year, but how about we just hope for a win? Wouldn't it just be nice to have a win? I've had to sit with this loss now for so long, and it's just, it's, it's really just bothered me. I know it's bothered a lot of other Green Bay fans as well. So, beat Minnesota. I don't think they will, because they haven't shown it to me. If they show it to me, then, then the season's right in front of them. So, it boils down to... Just beat Minnesota. I don't care if it's by one point. Go into Minnesota, get a statement win, and show the NFL, hey, we're the Green Bay Packers. We're not going to go quietly into the night. I know I'll be watching, and whatever happens, I'll be watching the rest of the year because there's no more Blockbuster. So, And I'm just doing this podcast. So because I'm just doing this podcast, I can devote... A lot of time and a lot of energy to the Green Bay Packers, my favorite football team. Thank you for listening to Flicks and Football. We'll be back on Monday with hopefully a Victory Monday report of the Packers against the Vikings. As always, reach out to me, 411interviewer at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Always happy to talk to football fans or movie fans and Um, I look forward to talking to you on Monday with hopefully victory. Go Pack Go!